0: Hi, and welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach and author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. This week, we've been talking about getting minimums. We talked about getting a minimum for a catering and how to figure a catering so you know you're making money, and we talked about getting a minimum if you're setting up at a daily location, like in front of a hardware store, for instance. Today, we're going to talk about getting a minimum from an event and then also talking about event fees. As we've talked about, an event is a public attended gathering offering the attendees various entertainments, such as rides and crafts and petting zoos, games and competitions and concerts and sporting events, and really anything else that's going to draw a crowd. It could also be a single attraction like a sporting event, going to a baseball game, football game, or a NASCAR race, or it could be a concert with just one or two really big-name artists. In any case, it's a bunch of people that are coming to do something, and food trucks are just a side thing, a convenience for the people that are attending those particular activities. So when do minimums actually apply? If the event is new or is very small, say a first-time car show, with only a couple of dozen cars, that might draw a few hundred attendees at most. And it's also just as likely to only draw the car owners themselves and their families. There's not a lot of opportunity to make money. You also got to realize that something like a car show, people are going to be there for a short amount of time. They may not even need to eat while they're there. So when you get asked to do any kind of event, there's a couple of things that you want to ask. First, you want to know what the estimated attendance is. Most likely, it's going to be overstated, and that doesn't matter. What you want to know is the marketing budget, the social media reach, and how they determined that estimated attendance. So if they say, hey, would you come do my car show next week? And you say, hey, how many people is going to be attending? And they say, oh, it's going to be 2,000 people. Now they have to back that 2,000 up. That's why you ask about their marketing budget and their social media reach second. And then you can start to put the numbers together in your head and go, that makes no sense there's no way that little teeny tiny bit of social media reach is going to bring in 2,000 people. If their car club only has, say, a membership of 100 people, it's really unlikely they're going to generate 2,000 people to come see the cars. Possible, but not likely. If they don't have any kind of marketing budget beyond social media, chances are the only people showing up are going to be the car drivers and their families. But if they say, hey, we've got a marketing budget of this amount of dollars, and our social media reach is our group has 18,000 people, and we've sent out invitations, and we've gotten responses from 2,000 people, then there might be 1,000 show up, might be 800 show up. But you're going to want them to prove to you that whatever number they gave you on the first question is going to come, because that's how you know whether you need a minimum or not, or to explain to them why you want a minimum. So you're going to think to yourself, does this estimated attendance seem possible? Does it make sense for the marketing budget? And again, a low marketing budget with a low social media reach, there's going to be a poorly attended event. And that's when you talk about a minimum. If the event has no contract or has no application fees, it's likely going to be a slow event. And again, this is the time to reveal your minimum. Say, hey, I'd love to do your event, but I need $600. Guaranteed that's how I'm going to pay my bills. Just like being invited to a new business location, you have to make your daily break even. The daily break even, again, all your expenses, plus your daily salary, plus your minimum daily profit. That number becomes your minimum for any event payable before you show up, and then you refund it once you hit your minimum. I don't like billing people because they ain't going to pay. So if a car show opportunity comes up, you say, hey, I need 600 bucks and you need to pay me that before I come to the event. Otherwise, I'm going to find somewhere else to set up on that particular day. That's how you can reserve my time to be at your event. So you want to collect that money before you show up at that event. And you can figure out what's a good cutoff date for you to have that money in hand. You can do it the day before, a week before, a month before, whatever feels right to you. All right, so now let's talk about events that have fees. And they require a little bit more math to make sure they're even worth your time. The important consideration is adding the event fees together with your daily fixed cost because that changes your break-even number. And if that new number is too high, you may not be busy enough to hit your break-even. Or worse, your service capacity can't handle the required business to hit the break-even. And that makes it a, I cannot go to this event scenario. Because remember, not all events are money makers. Because events have the exact same issues you have. If it's an outdoor event and it rains, you're not making any money. They may not cancel the event. They may go right on trudging through the rain. But you're not going to make as much money. So there should be some type of contract you're reading. So let's talk about events that want a percentage of sales. And everybody has their own personal ceiling when it comes to these events, and they will not attend an event that's above that percentage, whatever it is. Last week, someone asked on our group about a racing event that wanted 40% in fees. And as you might expect, there were a whole bunch of people that just said no, and then a whole bunch more people that complained about how greedy events are and all kinds of other less savory terms. The thing about a racing event that is a name racing event like the horse race at Churchill Downs or going to Daytona 500 or going to any of the other NASCAR events. They are well attended and those people go there to spend a bunch of money eating and drinking and get all of the little trinkets with all the logos and stuff on it. So you got to understand that a sporting event of that nature can bring in a 100,000 people in a weekend people attending sporting events eat that's part of the tradition you go to a baseball game you're going to have hot dogs and peanuts that's just what people do you're going to have a couple of beers but what you got to consider why they want to charge big fees like that 40 percent i mentioned is sporting event venues have huge expenses now their sources of revenue include tickets and merchandise sales food and tv rights but though all of those revenue streams also have big pools of expenses that have to be met, such as security and maintenance and payroll, and they have to to pay for the electric. They have to pay the driver or the players salaries. There's a whole bunch of expenses. So when you go to a stadium and that shortstop that makes twenty million dollars a year is explaining why your hot dog costs eight fifty. All of those things have to be paid. Now, what you want to understand also about big events of this nature, like a NASCAR race or the Daytona 500 or some huge concert, those big events are usually under contract from corporations like Sodexo or Aramark. And there's a whole bunch of other companies that provide those concession services. If those companies cannot support the event properly, the alternative is allowing local companies like food trucks to come out and make some money that opportunity comes at a cost and that cost is a percentage of sales now before we get into the percentages that are charged like that 40 percent i mentioned earlier i want to discuss product cost and average menu prices at an event like a race like a baseball game the average wholesale for a bottle of beer is 72 cents on average in 2021 That same bottle of beer that cost $0.72 sold for $9.25. The average soda, this is across the United States, the average soda price in a stadium is $5.60. And we all know how much a soda costs. Those prices are a result of the contract the concession company has to pay to the stadium, plus the fact that the captive audience already knows the prices are going to be inflated, and they came to the event for the experience rather than sitting at home and watching it on TV. So that experience also drives the prices up. Part of the experience, unfortunately, also is paying highly inflated prices. And that's not just on the food. Do you really think that logo hat is worth 50 bucks? You may not, but there's a whole bunch of people that love buying those logo items and paying big prices for it. So how do you cover that 40% fee? mathematically the prices that you normally charge need to be raised 67 percent to return the normal menu price you've always gotten so let's look at that nine dollar 25 cent beer figuring it backwards the original price would have been five dollars 53 cents but at an event that that has that 40 percent fee The new price has to be $9.25. So if you take that $9.25 in revenue times 40%, that makes the event fee $3.70. And you get $5.55, which was what you charged in the first place. I know several hundred vendors that automatically say no to this. But these are also the same vendors that will take a hot dog and a bun, throw some mustard on it, and charge $5 for it. When it costs them 75 78 cents people will pay the price i can guarantee you, you go to a big event like the daytona 500 or talladega or churchill downs or any place where you can set your food truck up that's got those kind of crowds your problem is not going to be whether you're profitable your problem is going to be how do you keep enough food on your vehicle so that you're not running out and leaving money on the table. Logistics as those events are massive. You have to be there, set up, and serve food the entire time they require you to. If you run out, guess what happens next year? You don't get invited back. Now do people make money at this? Because I know that's what you're thinking. Can somebody pay 40% fee and still make money? The answer is yes. I know several food trucks that all they do, and this is all they do, is go to county fairs, the big county fairs, the ones that go on for 10 days or two weeks. They go to big concerts where 50 or 75,000 people are attending the concert. They go to Talladega and Daytona and all the other race venues. They go to football stadiums. They go where the people are. And they only work those particular events, and they do in excess of $2 million a year. $2 million a year is a big number, and they do it only working a couple of days every month. So if you want to work super hard and then take six weeks off, do one of those events. Price it right, and then do one of them. Because I've been involved in special events like that where I've done $20,000 in a single day. But it was a lot of work and a lot of people behind the scenes running around and getting food for us. You can make money, but you've got to do the math and not be afraid. Thank you guys so much for listening to the 10 Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you find all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. If you like being around light-minded, positive people, join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We've got a whole bunch of awesome members at every different level, from brand-new beginners to decades-old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to answering your food truck questions. And again, thank you so much for listening. Come back tomorrow. I've got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.